looking into the Word of God, we'll turn to the Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 9, and we'll read verses 23 through 29. Mark 9, 23. This is, a, this is a course, of course, part of a, an account of a father very concerned because he had a very severely afflicted son. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him, and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore, and came out of him, and he was as one dead, insomuch that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he arose. And, he, and when he was come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could not we cast him out? And he said unto them, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. The, uh, <clears throat> to what extent this father believed God as far as a level, a degree of what belief we couldn't know that. In fact, we can't really explain all levels of belief, like God would know and look on them. But the man did a good job of believing. He went to the disciples, didn't know what else to do, but Jesus had come and his disciples, Jesus and three of his disciples were not there at that time. In fact, that was a whole tremendous story in itself. They're on the Mount of Transfiguration. But this, meanwhile, this took place. Life always keeps going, doesn't it? And what it did here. So this man did the best, knew how he went. And there was a lot of believing going on for him to do that and ask them to pray. But so uh, he believed. But the way he stated it, it at least brings us to a point that we realize whatever belief he had before, now he was ready to believe. So that's something to give some thought to. Uh, we, uh, we can believe and yet need to believe. Don't let that sound confusing to you. But uh, they, we, can, we can believe to the point to where it gets very personal. It's not a general belief. And there is a personal journey in believing God. It's not just something, oh, I believe, I don't believe, and I'm done with that. There's a personal journey in believing God. The disciples were on it. They were in the middle of it. It's incredible to believe 
But we're never through believing, are we? And so uh, the, the disciples were not done believing. Neither are we. We're on a journey of believing God, a personal journey. Yes, there's general believing. The, uh, there's ge- general believing, which, what category you want to put that in? Jesus said it in something very specific and very well. In fact, James, that was James, that when the people thought, well, I believe God by my good works. I believe God by just knowing he exists. I believe God by trying to keep, by keeping some written commandments. But then James in chapter 2, 19 and 20 says, Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know that, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? So there's a belief, believing, and then there's a personal readiness on our part between us and God where we come to and say, Lord, I'm ready to believe between you and me. Don't know about what all is going on in the rest of the world or other people's levels of belief. I am ready to believe. Then we're believing. That is believing. Ready. When we're ready, we, that demands, we're ready to do something. That demands action. Action. Readiness causes action. Action causes results. That's believing in full action. That is a special place for an individual to be in. What a special place to be in before the Lord. It is special, powerful place for us to be in with God, and God would have every one of us be at that place. Not just once. Thank God it's a journey. When Christ was on this earth, of course, he was first went to his own, being the Jews. And he gave them a lot of special time. It was extremely necessary because he went to the Jews, went to his own first, being the Jews were, were ones that believed. They were, they were at least their, their nation was built on Believing that first to uh, believing God by faith alone. That was through Abraham, the father of faith. He set out on his own to look for a city who had, which had foundation, that had foundation built by God. He went out on a journey of faith. That's how then the Lord blessed him and he said, you'll become a great nation. Well, now the Jews, all this time later, they had the, meanwhile, the, the commandments given by Moses, which was far after the full act of believing by Abraham that set it all off. And they had to relearn now that, what, what Abraham knew. And so he's in the middle of that. And he's teaching them that. 
And they had to yet to believe that uh, we believe God, our personal belief of God, stands purely on its own. It's on nothing else. And then along came a non-Jewish woman, a Seraphonician woman, and she seemed kind of poor and lowly. Who knows? Maybe not. But she had a sick daughter. And she she wasn't under the Lord's teaching like the disciples were. But that woman came to the Lord ready to believe. One thing she knew for sure, I just know I'm ready to believe God. I'm desperate and I'm ready. And ready brings action. You bring that to the Lord, there's going to be results. No one else was involved. This was her doings, her believings, and her readiness. And she came to the Lord and said, Lord, avenge me. Lord, help me. Undertake for my daughter. She's afflicted. And at first, we can get a little disappointed reading that. think, well, they're not paying much attention to her. Ignored her, kind of, and the Jews find uh, the disciples said, "Lord, send her away." And the Lord kind of ignored her. Ever felt that way when you pray? Word wants us to be ready to believe, and so, uh, but she stayed. And the Lord asked her. He said, "When she had told her what it was, please heal my daughter." He said. It's not me to take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. That's quite a response, isn't it? And so, of course, we just got bits and we just have the amounts of the story that we have, but we get the point. But the woman offended, she was too ready to believe to be offended. She was too ready to believe to just go for that. But in fact, I believe when I read this, when you read this passage, She not only was beyond, her her readiness to believe brought her beyond being offended, it brought her into the, the realm of spiritual things. She seemed to connect with what the Lord was saying. She not only wasn't offended, it brought her to the realm of godly things, to a godly level, and seemed to connect, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly what you mean. I'm not offended. I know what you mean. These are the Jews. He's that's why he's called the the uh, King of the Jews, the God of the Jews. And so she she connected with that. I believe her readiness to believe made her connected to all those spiritual depths. Without even her even thinking about it, we can strive and strive. Just get ready to believe. It's amazing what comes with that package. We'll just come along and it'll pave pave the way out before us. If there's any obstacles, like the one she had here. And so she made her say this incredible thing. Yes, Lord, but the dogs will eat from the crumbs. Fall from the master's table. What an incredible... I don't think she thought that up or on her own. I just my own feeling. I believe her readiness to believe brought all that forth. And the Lord said, Oh woman, great is thy faith. Be it as you asked. We want to be ready to just believe. Lord, just bring us to that point. 
Just be ready to believe God. And another thought, one come to my mind, you can just go down the line of those that believe, but then they were ready to believe. Of all things, we read in the Lord's ministry on earth, here along came a centurion. Of all things, a centurion, that's a military man. That's a man of authority. That's a man that that uh, can uh, delve out punishment. So, in the Jews, in the Jews' eyes and world, anything to do with military, they line it up to oppression. That's what they experienced. But here's a military man, a man that had charge of things, and he come to the he came to the Lord. He said, "Lord, my servant is home sick, dreadfully ill." I need you to heal my servant. But then he said, But Lord, I am not worthy that you even come under my roof. But I know you speak the word, and right now my servant will be healed. And then he went on to say, Because I know this because I have authority, which I'm used to speaking the word, and and say, go do this, and they do it. Well, he wasn't building himself up by saying that at all. Remember, he said, I'm not worthy. But he, but he relating the fact, if I, not worthy to even come under my roof, understand what authority is by my position, which is nothing compared to the fact you are God. And so that just brings me in humility to say, Lord, if I can even do that and have someone... Someone do what I want. You can just speak the word and my servant will be healed. And the Lord said, Will thy way, thy servant is healed. He says, I've not seen so great faith in Israel. Israel, God's people, and here come a centurion. Our readiness to believe God stands all on its own. Our personal readiness to believe the Lord. God is so faithful. That was a long time ago. But we are encompassed with a great cloud of witnesses. They were then, so are we. And we thank God for those we know. We thank God for those that have gone on just before us. In that time, I thought of, I couldn't help but think of the testimony of Sister Florence Crawford. Now I know, especially even to me, not a long time ago, but to a young person, but she still, she's, she's in our era. She was in, if you're a young person, she was, uh, uh, she was converted in the, the century your parent was probably born in. And that's quite a story, not a Bible story. In fact, it's a good story for people to read, especially a young person. A witness to the power of God, that tract, since Florence Crawford. And it tells us that she was a worldly woman. She was raised in an atheist home, if at the best, an agnostic home. It's hard to believe, but as you read this, her, her story, she said, I didn't even hold a Bible until I was an adult. 
didn't even touch a Bible until she was an adult. She knew nothing, but she was out on a dance room floor. And the Lord said, daughter, give me your heart. And she tried to keep dancing and just kept coming to her. Daughter, give me your heart. And she had to quit dancing and wondered what was wrong. She said, God has spoken to me. She didn't, she didn't believe. She didn't think she believed in God. She thought she didn't believe in God. There's believing. And then there's believing. And she, she had to, she had to even struggle to believe enough to realize that maybe there is a God. There must be a God or who spoke to me. So now she's believing, but yet she needs to believe for herself. Ready to believe. She's believing, but she needed to get for herself ready to believe. God brings us all to those points. He's always helping us. And, and as Sister Christie sang that song, I'm ready. Maybe what you want me to be. Thank God. He's, it's a wonderful journey, but it's always in personally believing God. Ready. Lord, I'm ready. That's a wonderful place to be in. I'm ready to believe. I'm ready to believe. Well, that's what the Lord, one that didn't even think they believed in God, was bringing her to where she said, I'm ready to believe. And she didn't know what to do after days. And she went to a lady's house that she knew was a Christian. She knew enough to know someone called themselves a Christian. Went to the woman's house. Remember, there's a readiness to believe. She op- The woman opened the door. She didn't even have to say a word. The woman looked at her and said, you want God. She was ready, wasn't she? Wonderful place, powerful place to be in, special place to be in, that God wants to and does bring every individual there to that point if we have him do so. The incredible story about that tragic, difficult, trying story we, we read there in Mark was not the fact of the son and such a the trauma and stress of it was the, the father saying, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. I'm ready. Whatever it's going to take, count me in on that. And here she was prayed there, Sister Florence prayed there and was saved. Okay. So ignorant. I don't know what all to believe in, but I feel there's more. I don't know what to do. There's more. There's more to believe. What is it? And she would go to people, even even different ministers, and said, well, it sounds like you pretty much, you're okay. She was. She was saved. But she just was in her heart saying, I, I want to fully believe God, and it seems like there's something more, but I don't understand it. But the Lord led her to a an old barn in L.A. Various people. Various cultures were gathered there seeking the Lord. The gospel in its fullness was being preached in a very simple manner. And she went there. The devil was told her that you don't want to go there. I want to believe God. I'm ready to believe God, whatever that is. After all, look how far the Lord brought her already, knowing nothing. And so she sat there in that meeting. And the preacher was preaching, and he stopped and said, Someone here wants something from God. 
And she pushed the the chairs back, went forward and prayed, and God sanctified her. We don't make it any more complicated than that. She was just, what we say about that? She was ready to believe. Powerful. What what the the Lord just does, just like that Seraphonician woman that just... She just connected with God. Even what he was saying that should have offended her, she could, she got it. It was ready to believe that made her do that. And that's what it does for anyone that's ready to believe. And she sought God. She thought it was a long time, two or three more days, and God baptized her. Well, was she through believing God? No, she was on it. We know that we know better than that. She wasn't through believing God at all. This is a journey. It's a personal journey believing the Lord. He takes us from victory to victory to victory. And but ready to believe the Lord. Most here have landmarks in their journey of believing God. Great cloud of witnesses. You know, I, you read that story and a lot of us, most of us here can't even relate to Sister Crawford. But I, I thought myself, I thought I had the opposite problem. I, I heard it all my life and I was just, uh, put it off. And I, in fact, when it comes to not believing, believing there was a God, I went, tried to go that route. I'll just think, how do I know this is true? I'll just believe there's not a God. I couldn't believe there wasn't a God. I tried. It's built in us to believe that much. We're made by God. It's built in us. If we declare we're an atheist, we got we got quite a mountain ahead of us. And I don't believe you anyway if you say you're an atheist. But uh, there might be some, but very few. Uh, so when it comes time, I thought I had to do something. But I, I, the conviction I put off as a child, I actually realized I was in a desperate strait because I was going downhill so fast now. I had to do something. It, it, there was, uh, and so if I was going to get saved, I had to do it quick. And I thought, Lord, I'll never make it. Send conviction again of all things. I never thought I'd pray for conviction. I tried to ignore, but I had to pray for conviction. So I'd be able to believe God. We can't just believe God like that at our own timing. The Lord calls us to Crawford. The Lord calls us to believe. And we have to be ready to say, Lord, I believe. I'm ready to believe. Don't don't put that off. And finally, I got down there last altar last night of, of camp meeting. And of all things, I ended up at the altar. I thought, now what am I going to do? What am I? What do I do now? I, it just seems so lost. But I I thought, all right, I'm here. I'm not leaving until I know something happened. Because now that I'm down here. If I ever thought that was an embarrassing thing or whatever, I'm down here now. I gotta stay here till I know, I know I believe God. And so I did, and I stayed there. I think it was midnight. And, uh, and I don't know, people might have, some might have wondered what I was praying for. I was praying for salvation. Did I have to do that? No, I had to come to the point, I'm ready to believe. Roy Freimeyer, Brother Roy Freimeyer, I remember him saying, I believe the Lord saved you three times. But I wanted to know I'm ready to believe, and it happened. It did. It happened. 
And I was praying, that was over in the tabernacle, praying there in young people not long after that in the West Chapel. And, and this a glorious world. I knew about sanctification, like Sister Crawford. I knew about sanctification, but I just was joined salvation and I, I'm seeking the Lord, I'm praying the good altar service and God is just blessing. And someone said, uh, has the Lord sanctified you? And I was praying for sanctification. I realized, you know, I am feeling so good. And I'm just praying to the Lord. I'm ready to believe it. Sanctified, just like that. Long, no, I believe I got sanctified right there. I built up so much unbelief in, in ways along the line. I thought the baptism looked like maybe way out there. But I, I thought, well, is that, we're our own worst enemy most of the time. You put the, put the enemy of our soul along with that. You got quite a package. But with God, all things are possible. And so I didn't know what to do, so I prayed for a hunger. The Lord, I'll never, I don't know what to do on my own. Give me a hunger. Don't know what to do, pray for a hunger. Ask God to give you a hunger. And I got such a hunger grip me, I could not live without my baptism. I couldn't do it. I, it drove me. I thought, I don't have a great amount of faith, but i hungry. And you know, the hungrier you get, the more ready you are to eat, and you don't care about the details. And the more hungry we just get for God, we're just ready to, I don't know anything else, I'm just ready to believe God. I'm ready. Lord, help thou my unbelief. And I, God would bless and bless, but I'm thick-headed. And uh, people receive all around me, and but I'm I'm blessed. I mean, I'm a dry. Lord is faithful. Just 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 be ready. Well, I thought I'm ready. I'm so I, so I was ready ready to do anything in a a very simple kind of embarrassing uh, restitution come along. I thought. Why did I even, if I'm supposed to do this, why hadn't I thought of it earlier when I'm seeking the Lord? Well, then I thought, you know what? Our next door neighbor, embarrassing. She knew me as, they knew, they knew me as growing up. And I, I thought, you know what? I'm ready to do anything. That's a lot of long, that's, that's a lot of along the line of ready to believe. And so I just did that. And I went to the altar Tuesday night downtown church. Wasn't young people's, but I just got there and in a calm, just a calm manner. I'm ready. I'm ready. And you know, just in a simple, sweet manner, a powerful way, God just came down and here it is. Baptize my soul. Thank God for just the place of personal readiness to just believe the Lord. Well, there's uh, we aren't through believing. We're still here. And we're preparing for camp meeting. It takes an effort to prepare for camp meeting. It's worth it. Because if it will help, if it will help us believe God, if it's help anyone, be ready to believe God is worth it. It is worth it. 
Because we believe in believing. We believe in believing God. And we believe there is more ahead for us. There is more ahead in believing God for you and for me. God has more ahead in just believing Him and thank God we want to be ready just to believe the Lord. We're in troublesome times. Good time to just be ready to believe God, isn't it? Just with the Lord and ourselves, just be ready to believe the Lord. Yes, uh, there's more personal readiness ahead. And we have a precious journey. We have a precious journey. Believing God, and I believe there's, I know that God has a precious journey in believing Him for everyone here, everyone tuned in, everyone everywhere. God has a journey of believing Him, very personal manner. He's so faithful that He is all along the way. He is not through. God told that, Father, all things are possible. Always come down to that. But all of this, look at this impossibility. All things are possible. That's always come through above everything else, if thou believe. Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. James also said, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And that stands true always until the Lord returns. And we'll thank God we're right there. We're preparing. We want to be ready just to believe the Lord. God bless you. We'll stand and sing. And the elders are open and invited to seek the Lord in prayer.